Hello and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a new Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for the fans. We're four ordinary season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. Well boys, we did the first episode last week and um, I'm... I'm not sure of the, the, the listening figures. I, I know my cat listened to uh, to some of it when I was uh, was editing the podcast, but uh, um, I, I don't think we'll look at the charts just yet. It's a slow burn, Tony. It, it probably is a slow burn. Um, now, obviously, we were a man down last week. Um, Miles wasn't around. Um, and um, I, I've got to say, I'm quite disappointed to say that... Um, He's, he's gone missing in action again. You know, this guy is about as reliable as Tom Varndell's tackling. I mean, you know, where is he? I think stage fright has gripped him. And I don't know if he can ever come back from it, if I'm honest. I think, I think the fact that we got that first one under our belt, mm. you know, he, he feels sort of, I don't know, kind of inferior to us. Well, maybe he's intimidated by the first podcast because... It was so good. Or maybe his wife just didn't let him out tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. think well, of anyways. that option. But. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll move along. Um, the good thing is now the season has kicked off. We've had a competitive game. Um, it was Harlequins in the uh, in the Cup. Um, Friday night game on BT Sport. Um, so what do we think, guys? Um, Pete, who, who caught your eye? Well... I mean, actually, I, I, can I just give you a bit of a general <laughs> starter, Tony? Because I'll bring the caught me eye thing in in a minute. But um, I mean, I've got to say, it, it, it had a bit of a pre-season feel about it, and actually, well, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was, a, and, and the, given the fact that Harlequins, Quins hadn't even had a pre-season game, it was clearly their. It was their pre-season, and um, and obviously that you know the lineup we put in. Um, it was an opportunity to to give some of the uh, the younger players, particularly, a start. So I was kind of excited because I was sat at home with the BT Sport watching, and then and, then and you've I, missed rugby okay. for such a long time. So having said all that, I mean, early doors, um, you know, I was, it was quite exciting watching it, and uh, a couple of players generally that I felt came out. I mean, I, I was quite interested to see Tiff Eden play. Yeah. Um, not not having really seen him at all. And I like the look of it. I like the cut of his jib. He, he's a big boy. He kind of had a bit of attitude, I, you know. And he looks, he looks like a. And I know he was signed as a kind of future thing. So I, I liked him. Prothero, obviously, you know, it's great to Class. see him back at full fitness, full yeah. speed. Um, but you know, also things like you know, down in the engine room, like Sean Moulton. You know, I thought he played well, um, solid, um, and uh, and obviously the boy at um, you know the, the number eight the, in the back row. Um, what's his name, Tony? Yeah, so Joe Butley. Yeah. No, the other guy, Jack. Um, oh, Dunn. Jack Dunn. Yeah, he had. I mean, he, he had the most. I think, I believe, he had the most carries in the game. So, you know, you, you know, you've got to you've got to take the positives. And then, although we lost, I don't really think it was about necessarily winning, was it? It was. Uh, it was about kind of setting our stall out and getting some. And obviously, we had the old we had the old Clifton College boy playing well. He was in his accountancy and economics lesson in the morning. Uh, you know, finished his homework, you know, packed up his uh, his school bag, got changed, and then uh, and then went to London and, and played. I think he played about thirty minutes in the end. He came on for Madigan, didn't he? Now, Pete, you're a teacher. I am. Yeah. Now, if he was in your classroom, do you think he would have been concentrating on that? Would he have been <laughs> hanging be off every word you were saying? It, I got. 
obviously, if I if I take the party line, no, I don't think I, I don't. I would have been disappointed because I would have been. I, I'd have known that he wasn't really listening. Um, but to be honest, if I had a Bristol rugby player in my class, <laughs> I'd probably give him a bit of leeway. To be fair, and uh, I'd be quite happy about it. And obviously, uh, hope that he does make the big time and make sure he remembers his teachers. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, you know he's obviously a class player. He's obviously a sensible boy. He's doing his A levels, you know, and albeit at Clifton College, you know, which is uh, obviously it's um, it's not Withywood, is it, Lee? It's not Withywood. But, um, but sorry, I'm just going to say, just just to interject, your students actually listen to you in class anyway. Even if they're well, playing for a Bristol or not? modern teaching methods, it's not about teacher talking, students listening, it's about, you know, it's facilitating the resources. Oh, but okay. anyway, we'll move Thanks on. Thanks for appearing out. So, yeah, so, I mean, let's get let's have a big shout-out for Jack Asherl. Well, no, not Jack Asherl, Harry Asherl, who, uh, you know, it must... I mean, it's a big thing, isn't it? Despite being, obviously, a good rugby player, you know, the fact you go from school yeah. to, to the stoop, where, you know, they had some decent players playing for their yeah. side as well, some, some seasoned pros... And uh, you know, fair cheers to him. So um, I was pleased about that. Yeah, I've got. I've got to admit, you know, it, it did have a big pre-season feel to it. Uh, I was a little bit worried when their back started going and uh, running at us. We were going to get blown away a little bit. So um, I, I, I was quite relieved actually. That I think there were some good performances. What did we have? Two or three eighteen-year-olds that that, yeah. that came on in the second half. Um, what I, I really liked was to see Sean Moulton back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought he played really well up to that injury last season. Uh, and I think to have that really experienced, solid hooker back in the, in, in the squad is great. I thought Joe Batley at number eight um, took some big carries and made some ground. Um, so yeah, it really did feel like a pre-season friendly, although it was a competitive game. Um, but I, I, I was quietly, um, quietly optimistic about um, you know that second string fifteen yeah. uh, and the performance they put in. Lee, what, what was your view on the game? Well, I have to admit, Tony, I was uh, socialising on Friday night, so I only got to see little clips of the game. Um, I mean, exactly what you guys have just summed up. Really, I thought it was a, it was a pre-season game. I mean, obviously, um, a lot to work on. I thought Randall was class. Some of the kicking yeah. was amazing. Um, just just on that kicking, I, I thought it was really noticeable that we kicked a lot more. Yes. Now, now yeah. do you think this is the sign that... Because I think after that Bath game last season, um, all of a sudden things changed and we started lots of box kicks uh, yeah. and the kicking game really came in. Do you think that's the way we're going to play this season? Or do you think there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors there with these, these early games? I think it's going to be a mix it up because I, I can remember when Newcastle came down and for the first half, we didn't get the ball once. In the second half, we came out and we kicked the ball. We mixed it up and we were a totally different side. And I think we can play that way now. I think we can run the ball, which we've been doing for the last three years. And I think we've added that kicking option to our game now. I mean, I don't know what you well, think, Pete. I mean, I, I've always thought, you know, territory, dominating territory, you know, is, is key to the th- key to the game. And, you know, we, we all sat there last season, didn't we? And yeah. Yeah. watching, you know, in certain games, clearly the players being sort of instructed to try and pass it out of the back. And, you know, and how many, you know, a few times we, you know, you're thinking, it's great, but don't knock it on in our 22. And, 
and uh, there was definitely I mean that Newcastle game you mentioned I mean we, what, we were down at half time it was uh, um, you know it was a worrying thing Oof, and, and, and then dominant. we came back and yeah we, 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 kick, we did sensible strategic kicking into territory and yet that's how you build that's how you build pressure and if you build pressure then you score tries and you get possession and I think I think my own you know I'm not a I'm not a, a an expert by all by any stretch but f- you know fundamentally in any game you've got to get the basics right you've got to dominate possession and then you then you work from there don't you yeah. and uh and and I think but we know we've got that so when we get that when we get that domination we've got the we've got the kind of flair and the uh expertise but I, you know I, I'm sure you know far be it from me to uh tell Pat how to to uh, structure our side but i you know, I'm sure, but I think you know it's got to be a mix, isn't it? Anything in life is a mix. It's got, it's got to be a mix, and I think last season we were unpredictable at the start of the season because we were running it from deep, but then it kind of flipped around because we became predictable because we yeah. ran it from deep and teams started to come really up on us. I mean, that Bath game at Twickenham was a classic example, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. Throwing the ball round in our own, you know, five meters yeah. out from the line and, and conceded a try after a couple of minutes. But I thought there was a real turning point then and the kicking game became much stronger. Saracens at home, you know, we kicked a lot then. And yeah, I just, sorry to, for interrupting you earlier, Lee, but I, I thought Randall's box kicking, it was noticeable just how much we did kick in that game against mm. Quinns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and go back to, I mean, you know, Randall as well. What, you know, he's, he's somebody talk. you know, our last podcast actually, Tony, you asked us about players and uh, maybe we, should, we were a bit remiss in not mentioning Harry Randall because I think initially we thought he was, he was a bit small, didn't we? And, and do you remember that game last season when he uh, he got cleared out of a ruck and was thrown up on the pitch? And uh, you do fear for a, you know, I mean, we joked a bit about him doing his GCSE homework, didn't we? But mm. what I mean, I think this guy, oh, you know, he's, he's and, and, and but what I like about it is him and Andy Uren, you know, we we get some serious competition between those boys. Um, to you know, competition creates you know, raises standards, and I think I think it was interesting to see him playing first. I mean, I wonder whether we'll come on to this. I'm sure, but you know, who will be playing in the next uh, the next game? But um, well, that's that's, that, what that's a nice segue actually. Yeah. So let's let's look ahead to the Gloucester game Friday night. First time we've seen the Bears at Ashton Gate. Um, what what kind of team then are we expecting, Lee? You know, we we heard on a bit on the commentary on the Harlequins game that Pat's been saying he's going to you know rotate things. Um, so, are you expecting to see near enough our first fifteen out against Gloucester, or do you think there's still some uh, combinations he wants to look at? I think Pat is going to use these games to to mix and match these Premiership games to mix and match the whole squad. Uh, the players that he's got available to himself. And I, I think that it will be a different side. I mean, obviously, he's Gloucester. So, you know, there's there's some local rivalry which we need to, to sort out there. And I think that it's going to be a different squad. I think he'll probably mix it up, you know. I think, I mean, I think, you know, it's the first home game. And uh, it's not obviously like a lot of the focus is on that Bath game is the first home, but this is the first home game. You know, got you know, we the fans are going to be expecting a show, aren't we? We're expecting to win this. We're we're going to expect. Uh, so I, I, I imagine he will put a reasonably strong side out. I mean, I I I wonder whether he'll put Uren scrum off, you know, and uh, 
and because there's a competition with those two I mean it's hard to say isn't it who's going to be our, our number one and uh, yeah you know will it be Urin and Sheedy um, obviously towards the end of last season that was a combination will we see them at the um, for the Gloucester game obviously expecting probably lots of changes in the pack be nice to see a Foa Thacker you know who's going to be open side if you know because Again, Jan Thomas seemed a nailed-on starter. I don't know what happened last season, and all of a sudden he just disappeared off the team sheet for about a month. Um, but you know, is Jan going to be that open side starter, um, or are, are, are we, or loose head prop rather? Um, oh. You know, always big Jake, our top man coming. Or, in. or actually, Tony, are we going to see big Nicky Thomas at Tidehead? Big My Nick- man, Nicky Thomas from last pod. You know, yeah, he's been he's been signed, re-signed. He's got, a, he's got a point to prove, hasn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what about, I mean, going back to the last pod, Tony, I mean, are we calling him TJ Fisher? Are we calling him TJF? I mean, are we going to see the the at TJ underscore athlete? Or are we going to see the athlete? I, I don't know. Well, well, we'll find out, I'm sure, later on in the week uh, when the team's announced. Um, so the Gloucester game, um, what? What do we think of the Premiership Cup generally? I mean, what's your thought? I mean, we went to that Gloucester game last season when we played him in the Premiership Cup. And I've got to say, from a fan's perspective, it, I mean, one, the game wasn't that brilliant, was it? It was a bit, of a, it was a, bit of a tough one in the trenches and there, there wasn't too much excitement. But just, it, I don't know. It wasn't a great experience, Tone, was it? Down in the South Stand. For the... It, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Um, I mean, t- I mean, we 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 we're dolmen. We're in the dolmen. We've got we're, our season. Yeah, we we should we should probably explain to everyone that. I mean, we're we're kind of centre dolmen. That's that's our seats. That's yeah. our view. Um, and it was it was a complete different experience actually going into the south stand. Dolmen completely closed, and everyone piled into the south stand, which was was new it was, for it was a Friday all night. of us. It was a Friday night. All. It was a tenner a ticket. Yeah. Honestly, I have never seen so much. I mean, so so many idiots. I've got to say, Tony, well, I apologise. Well, dare I say, it, football fans? Well, to be fair to football fans, it was more like students. Actually, I've got to say, Tony, and there was I mean, there was a like hundred stag dudes, and there was I mean, they were all pissed up. Excuse my language, but um, I mean, and they were kind of. Oh, I, I know it sounds it sounds awful, and I again. I am no pundit, but the kind of chat you could hear around you about what was going on, and, and actually even something rugby. wasn't even going on with rugby, it was about other stuff, and then in, to cap it all, something he spilled his point over the back of me, Tony, and I mean, Lee didn't last the game, did he? Well, by, by that stage, I'd already left, because 40 minutes in, I, I said goodbye to the boys, and, um, and that was enough for me, and I never walk out of a game early. I, I, I'd just like to say at this point, you know, there are lots of superb Bristol Bears fans oh, that are season ticket holders yeah, in yes. the South Stand, so we're not... And we want to, and we want to widen the game to a wider audience, Tony, don't we? we a, a, absolutely, we do. Um, but it was that, that night in, in the stand there that you could tell there were lots of people... It's like Freshers' Week, really, isn't it? It, it? it was a little bit. So, uh, yeah, we didn't have a great experience, but... I, you know, let's hope it's going to be better on Friday night. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be in the South Stand. Um, I shall shall be on the uh, the Lansdowne Stand. I think the to, to to get that view from over there. Um, 
So Premiership Cup, uh, you know, I, I've got to say it's just something that really doesn't get me going at all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure in future podcasts we'll talk about ring fencing in the league and how many teams there should be. But to me, I, I just, you know, get get another team or two in the league, scrap the Premiership Cup and just have more league games. Um, I, I find it difficult to get too excited about it. Um, but, you know, this season with the World Cup is our pre-season and I suppose we'll be paying, you know, playing pre-season games in front of several thousand people as opposed to maybe being up at Clifton and a, a few hundred people. So um, from that point of view, I suppose it does uh, make things slightly more interesting, but certainly not, not one of the highlights of my Bristol Bears calendar. So we're recording this second podcast. It's uh, Sunday evening. Uh, the, the, the sunshine is just about in the back. I can see the... Uh, the washing on my washing line fluttering in the breeze and uh, we've all we've all enjoyed some some rugby today England uh, played their first game against Tonga um, a good win maybe not a convincing win and I'm sure you know many of our listeners will have uh, will have seen that so let's not dwell too much on the the ins and outs of the England performance but let's let's talk about the the Bristol aspects of uh, the game and um, obviously we had a Bristol Bears connection there Pete well, we did. I mean, we had two actually on each on each side, which is good. So I think I'm going to focus on uh, on your man Ellis Genge. Um, came on in the second half. Um, you know, Noel Wester, and uh, you know, it's good to see him. He was at Bristol, obviously, and he went to play his trade at Leicester, and uh, you know, suddenly got in the England team. But anyway, let's not dwell on that. But um, what do you reckon, Lee? You went to Withywood, didn't you? I did. And, uh, yeah. what, you we know, have a very... Genji, Genji was a similar sort of educational sort of background, and he's playing in the World Cup in Japan. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm what, sat in recording this yeah. podcast with yeah. you. You're sat in Tony's uh, <laughs> group. Who has the better deal? Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a moot point. But, I mean, joking aside, and I am jokingly, joking aside, um, yeah, I mean, it's good to see. I mean, you know, he's, he's it's good to see uh, somebody that, you know, he's, he's not the profile of. Uh, you kind of you know he's not your Millfield scholarship. He's not your Harry. No offence, but your Harry Sherl doing his accountancy and economics and then nipping off to the stoop. I mean, you know this is a this is he, you know this is a a bloke who has come up through the ranks and uh, you know he's now representing his country at one of the potentially best World Cups that has ever been. You know, and and it was great to see him on there. Lo- lovely to see that Bristol connection. And um, Lee, we had um, Sally Piatau, captain in Tonga. Lovely yes. to see him lead the team out. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, a, a Bristol player captain in a, a team at the World Cup, fantastic. I mean, I thought obviously Tonga were up against it right from the start. It was always going to be a tough gig for them. I mean, personally, from that point of view, I thought some of the tackles. That he put in, I think it was one on Underhill, um, which was fantastic. You know, it was a try saving, wasn't it? Try saving, yeah, yeah tackle. Um, yeah, I mean, this, like Pete said, I mean, this World Cup, I mean, we're all we've all been looking forward to this so much, haven't we? And you know, it adds a bit of spice to it when we have you know Bristol players out there or Bristol connections. I mean, Genji's he's Bristolian through and through. Yeah. I mean, Noel West, I mean, obviously coming from Wood, we have a big connection with Noel West. Positive um, one. Or... A, a, definitely a positive yeah. one, you know, we're, we're, we're locals. Um, and to see him at the World Cup... Down there, is a... See him at the World Cup is 
fantastic, yeah. you know. And don't forget, I mean, this is a guy that's already, you know, openly said on on TV that he can't wait to come back. Yeah. So you know, it's all positive. I've just got to say one thing about Siali um, Piatau is that you know because he's the captain. I, I saw his post match interview. He's an impressive bloke. Yeah. He like he, he was you know he, when he was interviewed on the pitch and he was talking about the game. I thought you know what he's a he is an impressive guy. And it, I, I guess I you know and I, it may be my fault. I never really kind of consider that because he's not you know the captain of Bristol or whatever and we has a bit but. I thought, you know what, he, that bloke, I am so glad he plays for our club. And actually, another thing that made me think about was that, you know, we, we you know, rightly or wrongly, we had this idea of the sort of Pacific Islands throwing a ball around. They were, you know, Tonga had a proper Tonga, game yeah. plan. They've, they, they've you know, they were playing that. sensible. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it was, it was, you know, they were, they came up against a good side. You know, England have got firepower. You know, they were, but, you know, I thought they played yeah. good rugby it was good structured yeah. rugby and you know let's hope that you know let's hope they beat France and Argentina and also Who knows? don't forget that the, the game I mean he dedicated the game to his sister yeah and that's you know I mean mm. that just like Pete said that's the mark of the guy isn't it yeah. you know uh, uh, absolutely yeah very very sad loss for for the brothers there last year so uh, yeah we wish uh, Siali all, all the best for the um, the rest of the the tournament and obviously Samoa to come with uh, even more Bristol connections so we look forward to that game um, one thing I did think was was funny was the what was it their prop the wardrobe 24 stone I mean you know, I think the fridge. He, he belly flopped on someone in the first five minutes, and I thought, is that their game plan? That actually he's not in there to do much running. He's, he's just going to squash any England player that he can he can fall on. Um, but the, give the guy credit; he kept going. Didn't yeah. he? And, all about the, uh, and also there was their uh, hooker. He was a. Uh, uh, he was um, he was found on Facebook apparently. I, I heard on, oh, the, on the, the, res- the the reserve yeah. hooker. That yeah, he came on, on and he's, he was a roofer. Somewhere, I mean, it, realistically, he was in New Zealand, wasn't he? Because uh, he was a roofer, and he and they found him on Facebook. And when he came on, fair dues to him, you know, he looked good. He uh, he, he didn't miss his man in the line out, and uh, oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I was watching it at home with the kids. Um, one girl, one of my daughters, enjoyed it. The other one said she hated rugby, but you know, we we'll work on her. But um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a really good good game of rugby, and uh, and, and it was nice to have that Bristol connection in there, wasn't it? Good start for England and uh, as we said we'll keep an eye on those Bristol connections as the tournament goes through. Um, right, we we round off the podcast then with uh, what gets on my goat and um, Pete, uh, this episode it's over to you. Yeah, well we've alluded to the fact, Tony, that I am a teacher. Um, I'm actually a geography teacher and the thing that gets on my goat, I've got to say, in every home game is is certain fans, maybe fans that are, are, are coming to the game for the first time, not not season ticket, who have got a very poor understanding of the geography of the stadium. <laughs> I've got to say, and, and how many times do we watch? And again, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to allude, but blokes who are coming, you know, maybe in drain pipe trousers, <laughs> holding it with their back, and they get they 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 come up the wrong the wrong aisle. Do you and think they they've never seen the rugby before, well, though, Pete? Well, no, I don't want to know because I don't want to have a go at them about the rugby. I mean, I'm pleased that they want to come to rugby. And, I, and again, I don't want to sound 
like arrogant because I don't know. There's many things that I don't know. But one thing I do know is where my seat is in the oh, stadium, yeah. um, and I know which aisle it is. And and you can read a map. And I can, I mean, clearly read a map. And uh, you know, map reading is a is a multi skill. It's not just about orienteering and stuff like that, Tony. So I, when you see that look on that someone's face when he's come up the wrong, he's got about he's got a tray of drinks, <laughs> and he's coming up and he's looking and he said not only does he not know which line he's in, he suddenly realizes that he's at the wrong end of the bluff. And, you know, whilst I understand the fact that most of them realise their mistake and go back down, it just annoys the hell out of me. It's a basic premise of coming of a match day experience is you know where your seat is. So well, it's also, it's getting everyone up because oh, they don't, well, they don't I mean, walk around I mean, and go to the end. I mean, they're Lee, I mean now you're pushing on to another area, <laughs> which we may talk in future podcasts, about, I mean, I, like, I don't mind the blokes that go back down and go underneath. But the ones that then force you to get up to yes. walk all the way yeah. to the spare seat at the other end of the block, well, that, that is another one. When, so when it's spilling a pint, you know, a, a drop out of each pint on the way over you as well. Well, um, again, Tony wanted one specific what gets him a goat. I've given okay. him lack of geographical understanding whilst okay. in the stadium. So I'm giving you, in the same subject, people spilling. Alcohol. I thought we were only allowed one per podcast. Well, no, go, let's, let's, oh, let's go, go for it. Go on then, like, just, just general spillage yeah. of alcohol. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it can be classed in the yeah. same, yeah. in the same but sentence. Would you not say, to be fair, the club have got a, a little bit of responsibility to that because some of the, if you, some of the glass. Now, I could be wrong here. If they're a bit weak and wobbly, those plastic glasses, it is quite hard to get a good grip on them. Well, I think the other Unless thing you've is got the, the, the recycling. Well, you've you got those beer carriers yeah. as well, but then they, there seems to get a vacuum in it. So yeah. Yeah. When, when, when you have to tug at them to get them out, and then, then they spill as well. I mean, to but, be fair, Tony, I think this is going to lead... It. I mean, in the future, we may talk about stadium architecture, because we have had discussions, haven't we, at Rugby, about how it'd be nice to have a little row in front of you where you order a drink and it comes up a little tube and is laid, so you don't actually have to go down, because... You know, it is ridiculous to queue for drinks and miss a game. I mean, how absurd is that? So maybe predictions of like future stadium design might be uh, and, something and, we might touch on. And what's future. happened to the recycled cups and stuff that we used to have now? I mean, we still got them. We, we still pay, have we them. We pay a quid, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. still have them there. But they stopped those kids having like hundreds of them in like. Yeah, see now, I, I mean, my my daughters. You know, college fund was started from handing yeah. in those cups. Christmas so I mean, split, right? you know, yeah. we, we, I mean, you know, we have to always fire us. I mean, it's, it's a job for, for some people, <laughs> isn't it? Collecting those those cups. Anyway, well, well there, you. there we are. If the if the podcast gets its way through the whole season, let's have one on stadium architecture. I I I would imagine no podcast rugby podcast in this country has ever touched on that subject. So th- thanks for bringing that up, Pete. Well, we hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, again, I'd like to thank uh, my fellow season ticket holders in the uh, in the Dolman stand, Pete, Lee, and once again, Miles wasn't here. Um, but I'm sure he's got a really good reason for, for not being here. And maybe it'll just build up anticipation for, for when he does uh, come and uh, record one of these podcasts with us. So... It's uh, thank you from me and uh, we'll, we'll speak to you on the next podcast.